same laugh. You got the same Thank God for saving me and uh, thank Him for all His blessings. And um, Preacher Bill said I had to sing since I wasn't here today. <laughs> so, um, but in all seriousness, I ask that y'all pray for me and pray for my family. And um, I sang this at my grandparents' funeral, and it uh, means a lot to me. And I think that it, I kind of get all wrapped up in the world sometimes. and making money and I want my kids to have nice things and stuff like that and I kind of forget that this we're just passing through this world and those things don't really matter so I hope it's a blessing to you <clears throat> you may have a fancy car brand new house that shines by far you may live to be a hundred years old but if you have not been saved it all ends with the grave but i want us to be together in heaven and i want us to be I want to walk down the streets of pure gold. I want to run through the fields of green clover. See the mansion, smell the flowers, hear the singing, it's all ours. See the river gently flowing. Hear the gentle breezes blowing, and I want us to be together in heaven. You may be a millionaire wearing clothes beyond compare. You may have the best that money can buy, but if the blood is not applied then in hell you'll lift your eyes but i want us to be together in heaven and i want us to be together in heaven i want to walk down the streets of pure gold i want to run through the fields of green clover see the mansion smell the flowers hear the singing it's all ours see the river gently flowing hear the gentle breezes blowing but i want us to be together 
I'll probably get tired of hearing these same old songs over and over, but <clears throat> it's an honor to get to stand up here and do something for the Lord and worship the Lord and give Him glory. That's the only reason we're doing it. Whether it's the same song over and over and over, it's a joyful noise, and I believe that He's going to honor that. <clears throat> There's going to come a time in life when I'm going to have to look back and say, right there, Lord, right there is where I was trying to serve you. 
I know the storm's here now, something's going on now, but right there I tried to serve you. I want some times that I can look back and say I was faithful. I tried. Not that I'm anything, not that anything I do is going to change anything. It's going to be God. But I want to be able to say I've been faithful. Have some assurance in my heart that I've tried to do what I was supposed to do. the flowers need the sunshine and the rain I need you just like the seasons need the winter and the spring though I'm not very much Lord I need you to see me through Cause you can make it without me, Lord But I can't make it without you I need you, Lord, till the rivers all run dry I need you till the sun falls from the sky Till life on earth is through Cause you can make it without me Lord But I can't make it without you Like a child without his mama's hand to hold to Lord that's just exactly how I am Without you I must follow in your footsteps No matter what others do Cause you can make it without me Lord But I can't make it without you I need you Lord till the rivers all run dry I need you till the sun falls from the sky and I need you Lord till life on earth is through cause you can make it without me Lord but I can't make it without you Cause you can make it without me, Lord But I can't make it without you
If I could say one thing, it would be he's the best thing. If I had only one word, Jesus would be heard. If I had but one breath, I'd use it to praise him with. For he is really all that matters when this thing is over. Across death's cold waters, we'll see more clearly, see that really he's it. If this were my last day, I'd shout Jesus all the way. If this were my last mile, I'd spend it praising him a while. If I had but one breath, I'd use it to praise him with. For he is really all that matters when this thing is over across this cold waters we'll see more clearly see that really he's in if he hadn't loved me like he does i wouldn't be if he hadn't saved me i'd suffer through eternity if i had but one breath i'd use it to praise him with Across death's cold waters, we'll see more clearly, see that really he's in. We'll see more clearly, see that really he's in. There was a king who got a letter from a mighty army without number. Spread it out there for the Lord to get a view. God sent a promise, just one angel. Satan's army met its doom. It's just amazing. What a prayer can do. It's moved mountains, parted rivers, brought the dead to life again. I've called upon an old prayer warrior a time or two. When you're in trouble, I'll go down. Home I bend it knees for you. It's just amazing what a prayer can do. I saw a mama and her baby fought for life the whole night through. 
Seemed all hope was gone. The tears fell, not a few. But there's old Grandpa in the corner. He knew that prayer would see them through. That baby's still alive. That proved what prayer can do. It's moved mountains, parted rivers, brought the dead to life again. I've called upon an old prayer warrior a time or two. When you're in trouble, I'll go down. Oh, my bended knees for you. It's just amazing what a prayer can do. When you're in trouble, I'll go down. Oh, my bended knees for you. It's just amazing what a prayer can do. You know, in the chorus on that song, it says, when you're in trouble. I've heard versions that say if, and I always sing when, because it's not if trouble's going to come. It's not if a storm's going to come. It's when. Just like I was saying a minute ago, it pays to be faithful and to be prayed up and to be ready because trouble's coming. Whether it's coming to me or it's coming to my family or my home or my church or my workplace or somewhere, trouble's coming. Trouble's coming, and the only thing that's going to change that is God. The power that's down on the inside of you. And the more you pray, the more power you got. So I need to pray more. I know I need to pray more. I've been trying hard to pray more. I'm a sorry prayer. And I've told you all that before. But I need to pray more. Because I need more power. I need more God. It's amazing what a prayer can do. If we'd really get a hold of that, that prayer is what changes things. Pray, I've seen prayers this week back to back to back to back. Just little things, but it's stuff I've prayed for. Prayer changes things. Prayer will change your life. Everything about your life will change through prayer. Faith believing. If you come asking God, faith believing, something that's going to give Him glory, not something that's going to give you glory, but something that's going to give Him glory will change your life. Things will change. God will answer prayers. Amen. Amen. That's the truth. There's proof all around here. Right. Right. Amen. 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 I didn't see that trouble coming, but it came. <clears throat> Trouble's right out in front of us. We're going right toward it. <clears throat> it's like O.E. always says, yeah, you know, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Death's not on my trail. I'm walking right toward it. Death in our family. Death all around us. Sin all around us. Trouble all around us. We're going right toward it. I need God. I need the power of God. I need to know that I'm prayed up and ready. Ready for whatever comes. Got something in my back pocket. I can say right here. Right here, devil. Right here, world. I've been praying. I got the power of God. Go ahead. Amen. Amen.
sing again. There was a king who got a letter from a mighty army without number. Spread it out there for the Lord to get a view. God sent a promise, just one angel. Satan's army met its doom. It's just amazing what a prayer can do. It's moved mountains, parted rivers, brought the dead to life again. I've called upon an old prayer warrior a time or two. When you're in trouble, I'll go down on my bended knees for you. It's just amazing what a prayer can do. I saw a mama and her baby Fought for life the whole night through. Seemed all hope was gone. The tears fell, not a few. But there's old grandpa in the corner. He knew that prayer would see them through. That baby's still alive. That proved what prayer can do. It's moved mountains, parted rivers. Brought the dead I've called upon An old prayer warrior A time or two When you're in trouble I'll go down On my bended knees for you It's just amazing What a prayer can do I saw a mama and her baby fall for life the whole night through. Seemed all hope was gone, the tears fell, not a few. But there's old grandpa in the corner. He knew that prayer would see them through. That baby's still alive. That proof of prayer can do. It's moved mountains, parted rivers, brought the dead to life again. I've called upon an old prayer warrior a time or two. When you're in trouble, I'll go down. Hold my bended knees for you. It's just amazing what a prayer can do. When you're in trouble, I'll go down. Hold my bended knees for you. It's just amazing what a prayer can do. I don't know when it became normal to come to church and not praise the Lord, uh, but I'd like to go ahead and break that. Uh, where's my, Adeline, I know you hear me, can you? Where's the other one, you know? 
Turn it up here. So I want you to look right here. Uh, that song said, I saw a mama and her baby. And it brought back some memories for me. Uh, listen, here I had pneumonia and was in the hospital. Didn't know if she's going to make it. Listen, here, I can't remember what it was, a fever? What all, I don't remember what all happened. Listen, Feveral seizures, uh, unresponsive in the ambulance going down to the hospital. What was she, just a little over a year old? All kinds of stuff on her head. Didn't know if she's going to make it. And here I sit back in the sound room and think, well, I'm kind of stuck back here. Can't really say nothing. <laughs> Lord, would have fixed that problem for me. She's going to granny to get candy now. But, uh, I'm going to say it again. I don't know when it became normal to come to church and not praise the Lord. Uh, but I've got two healthy youngins at one point in time we didn't think was going to make it. We was that mom and daddy that seen our babies and prayed the whole night through didn't know if we was going to make it. Right. Seen Todd and Melissa. Right. There's one. Yeah. Don't lose hope yet. Right. <laughs> here's, one, here's one prayer that worked for you. Right. I hope church full of prayers that's worked. Right. I know that's a repetitive. We've been, talking, we've been saying it twice now, but hey, prayers work. Right. Two of them just for me, just and they've been years ago. But here they sit with me in church. And I ain't going, I'm going to sit here and think, well, I'm stuck in the sound room. I can't praise the Lord for what he's done for me. Move mountains, literal mountains for my job and, and things that's happened in my life. And I'm going to get down and out and think, well, I just don't know. And then go sing. It's amazing what a prayer can do. And the song before that was, I need you, Lord. Where will we be? Can't walk, can't breathe. TJ talked Sunday. Don't want to lose my sight again. What if we was blind? Couldn't have, we wouldn't have nothing that we had now. Amen. But the Lord still chose to bless us and give us what we have. Amen. And then here we sit. Yeah. And yeah. Samuel always testifies. Samuel always prays. Lord, that fuss to everybody. I'm just saying, as a whole, look at the prayers. Look at the stuff that the Lord's done for us. Amen. These songs ain't just songs to sing because we're in church. These songs right. is, is our life. That's right. If we didn't have the Lord, if the Lord wasn't right there every step of the way, where would we be at? If we didn't need him and him guide us every step of the way and hold our hand every step of the way, where would we be at? What good would those prayers even do for us? Who would we be praying to if we didn't have the Lord? What, I mean, what would be the point? But we've got somebody, we've got a comforter. We've got somebody we can pray to who can answer these prayers when he hears our cry. You know, TJ, he said a few weeks ago, the prayer bell's of heaven. I sat back there in the class that was cracking me up because every time I go to mom and daddy's house, that's exactly what I do. I'd ring that thing about 15,000 times before they get to the door. So he knew it was me before he even got up and come to the door. If we, we sit there and the Lord's going to know it's you. He's going to say, what do you want? I'd hear, what do you want, boy, before, I'd even come, before he even opened the door? He knew it was me. He heard my cry. He knew it was me before he even opened the door. And we got all these prayers and all these things to be thankful for, and here we sit. Well, it's Wednesday night. Because you going to preach. We're going to hear about 8, 30, 9 o'clock, and we're going to get to go home. No, church is made so we can praise the Lord that has given us everything that we've got. Without him, we've got nothing. Without him, we can't we ain't even got life without him. All these things that we're worried about, God's still God. 
he ain't forsaken us yet, and he, I don't think he plans on it. I think David said he's never seen the righteous forsaken or see you begging bread. He's been young and he's been old. Some of y'all is old. I'm pretty young. I ain't, I ain't never seen myself forsaken. I thought so a couple times. I thought, Lord, where are you at? And then right on time, there he is. Right on time, he decides to show. It ain't my timing that matters. If he gets the glory out of it, just like TJ was saying, if he gets the glory out of it, he'll show up in his time. There's no, she ain't mine, but there's another prayer that was answered. Huh? I'm sure TJ ain't going to mind if we just go ahead and testify and sit him preach. Ain't nothing wrong with doing that. Ain't nothing wrong with getting out of order. Ain't nothing wrong with acting a little undignified about the Lord that saved our soul from hell and giving us everything that we've got. Ain't nothing wrong with getting a little excited. Ain't nothing wrong with crying and not flying different. Ain't nothing wrong with us acting excited about the one that saved our soul and gave us everything that we've got. Ain't nothing wrong with it. We don't have to have a form and a fashion. It starts at 7.30, be here at 7.30, but after that, who knows? Let God work and let God move and let's have church. I don't know what's going to happen after this. might just be like normal, but it don't have to be. Can we just thank the Lord for some of the prayers he's answered and what he's done in our life? You want to see some more stuff happen? Let's praise him for what he's already done. Hey, man. I know what's going to happen. You're going to sing about these storms we're talking about. The storm will rage, the winds will blow. 
I just said don't do that. 
two seconds later, you're doing it already. You know, why can you not just listen? You know? And I just get so aggravated some days. Y'all feel too afraid that I'm too afraid that. Sometimes when, when you come to faith in Christ, the people that love you most turn to be the people that hate you the most. Yeah. The ones that persecute you the most. The ones that try you the most. Yeah. And for three years, I didn't know if my marriage was going to last because I was trying to serve God. But eight years ago today, troubles come against me and I feel so overwhelmed when it seems the more I try giving my troubles seem to swell when I've reached the end of me and my faith is growing dim oh I hear a sweet voice whisper just bring it all to him I'll just bring it all to Him When no one understands When you're looking for an answer God always has a plan When the burdens get so heavy And your sight is getting dim Oh, it sure is good in knowing I can bring it all to Him in the throne room of my Savior, I find a sweet relief. I find strength to bear my burdens. I find comfort for my grief. When my cup is overflowing, 
And he fills it to the rim. What a blessed consolation when I bring it all to him. So I'll just bring it all to him. When no one understands, when you're looking for an answer, God always has a plan. When the burdens get so heavy and your sight is getting dim, oh, it sure is good in knowing I can bring it all to Him. Humbly at the throne of God, just fall down on your knees. He will hear your trouble cry. And He's your every need. If you'll bring it all to Him, when no one understands, when you're looking for an answer, God always has a plan. When the burdens get so heavy, and your sight is getting dim, Oh, it sure is good in knowing I can bring it all to Him. When the burdens get so heavy and your sight is getting dim, Oh, it sure is good in knowing I can bring it all to Him. Amen to help. <laughs> Doctor told me today, said I'm doing it. Everything I can to keep you out of the hospital. That's what he said. I said, I appreciate it. I'm going to church tonight. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Janice called at me. Remember these.
I thought J.D. wife was past. I'm behind. Amen. Amen. Remember this. Uh, Scotty and I went to visit Wesley Barker yesterday. Was it yesterday? And he's got, they took two pieces of his leg. It's off this legs. Off up to there, but. And now he's got cancer. He's been through the pills. And I'm not heard, but he was supposed to go today. It's in his intestines. And he said, if he survived, he'd have to have a bag. And I've done everything I know to do, and I ain't got much force. But I tried to explain heaven and hell. There's going to be blood on some parents' hands that have raised a bunch of governments and never told them about Jesus. He's a good old boy. And I, I love him. I've been in his house, visited with him for several years, been to our house. Picked him up one day, brought him to church. Fifty-four years old. Is that right? Fifty-four years old. And they were pray for him. I done the best. I know how. He thanked us. He thanked us for praying. And I told him, look at this pain. This ain't nothing compared to hell. If we think the world ain't got a hold on some people, we're wrong. We're wrong. Mm. God help. God help these church members that ain't that deep. Amen. They need to get rival God. I ain't the judge. I ain't the judge. But everything ain't, ain't all right. Somebody else got a prayer request. I'm going to hush. Remember, uh, Nikki and Chase, uh, Chase was in the hospital today, and uh, I guess he's got kidney stones. But uh, y'all need me. Amen. Amen. She texted me and said, him was better, and John was better, and they'd be here tonight. That's why the devil works. Amen. Pray for, pray for Chase. Amen. Amen. Boy, we need one another. If I can find the scripture, let me read it. Matthew 7. And read it and read it. 
Matthew 7, 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. That's the word of God. And everything I've heard tonight is saying that same thing. For us to treat each other like we'd like to be treated. Do we? Do we? Love each other like we'd like to be loved. Do we pray for that one over there like we do that blood kin? Will we go that last mile for somebody else? Jesus did for me. Yeah. Always tired of voice I'd shout. A nobody, a nobody, and Jesus picked me up. Yeah. I woke up in the side ditch in the snowbird curve. Didn't know how I got there. God picked me up. Praise his holy name. Yep. Thank you, Lord. Glory. I laid in that boxwood patch and 22 bullets clipping the limbs off over my head. I just laid flat on my belly. Could have been dead yep. in a hell. And then people don't praise God. We get our feelings hurt. When somebody tells us we need Jesus, when we point out their sin, somebody else got a prayer request. Praise the Lord. Kept me afloat a long time. Yeah, I'd have sunk way back yonder. <laughs> Y'all kept me afloat. I'm glad you threw that to lifeline. Somebody else. Amen. Amen. That ain't simple. That's what Herman just had. And they got infection. Herman Edwards. I thought 
think he's going to try to go back to, to work Monday. Hey Amen. Remember Megan. It'll tear your heart out. Neighbor, but I'm going to tell you something. There ain't nothing you can do but love and pray. Yeah. Sometimes tough love. Right, Scotty? Sometimes tough love. But pray. It's all we can do. Yeah, and he got some of it. Not enough. Amen. Keep remembering, Roger. It's Frank Danley's twin brother. Student, had never drunk a drop of alcohol, never done a 
Amen. Several of us been there. We were to shut the house down in Memphis. Pray for something that was here Sunday. God knows. God knows the needs. Sister's supposed to have her knee operated on the 19th. She wants us to remember. She says that family can't survive without her. I say something. <laughs> you know, old Jimmy Anderson's called several times and called Mickey. He called the house a couple of times. I don't know how I was. How I was. He'd just talk a minute. But that's a blessing.
situations there. Do pray for the low family too. Pray for Miss Hallett. God knows their needs. I believe he'll do it. 
great work up there. Yeah. Got a lot of love. A lot of love about it. worth a fortune, church, to be able to be here tonight. Just to walk through the door. Sonny said, what are you doing here? I said, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> but it's good to be here. It's good to be here. all he knows. He's supposed to preach for us tonight. He thanked me. He thanked me for the long notice.
condensed version. Uh, like Papa said, he gave me a whole lot of notice from 9.30 this morning till now uh, <laughs> to be prepared and ready. <clears throat> uh, so I ain't had a whole lot of time to prepare. I got home at 6.30. So here we are. Uh, but I believe I've got a thought. I had something on my mind yesterday. Uh, the Lord had put it on my mind. I read a little bit while I'm at work and I, I like to listen to preaching or listen to Christian podcasts or something about the Lord all day long. If there's any way that I can keep the Lord on my mind, I try to do that. And <clears throat> I'd read over this, and you've probably heard this preached a hundred times by other people, and they'll do a whole lot better job with it than I will. But <clears throat> I'm go to Genesis chapter 6. Uh, I told Butch, thank you, he sung that song when we first come in. <clears throat> I'm going to talk about Noah and the ark, and he sung a song about Noah and the rainbow. It's a random song out of the blue. <clears throat> and that just had to be God, but I, I feel like everything that everything that's been done and said has been right right to the point, right to to what I've got here. <clears throat> I will say uh, I appreciate everybody praying for me when I've been going to preach places. It, it's uh, it's comforting to know that somebody's praying and that I got your support and you backing me. That means uh, that means a lot. I need all the prayers I can get. I'm uh, I know I'm representing the Lord. The Lord's the one called me, and He's the one I'm preaching about. But I'm also representing Mount Vernon Church. I'm representing y'all, not this building. I'm representing y'all and myself, and I want to. I want to represent you good. I want to have the Spirit of God about me. No, uh, that, that's my desire is just to have the Spirit of God about me and to, to be right where He'd have me to be and do what He'd have me to do. <clears throat> and I, I definitely appreciate your prayers. I will say uh, Saturday. I don't know if anybody was planning to come or not. I know Josh and Karen was. They postponed Saturday. I was supposed to preach at a camp meeting. They postponed it till next weekend. He hadn't called me and asked me if I could come next weekend or if I was going to, so I don't know. I guess I'll be there. I'm not really sure. <clears throat> but uh, it ain't this weekend. <clears throat> but we will be at Liberty Sunday, and Justin will be at Elkhorn, and Garrett will be by himself on the live stream, so he desires your prayers too. <clears throat> but uh, Genesis chapter 6. i got a whole lot to read and a little bit to say, I feel like. <clears throat> chapter 6 and verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives all of which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days and also after that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thought thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Uh, I read that, and I, I know we always make a comparison here, but I read that the, the, the wickedness of the world, the Every imagination of the thoughts of the hearts were only evil continually. And that sounds a whole lot like now. Sounds a whole lot like this day and age. The, the thoughts and the imaginations of the world and a whole lot, I'd say 95% of the church, their thoughts are not always godly. They're, our thoughts and our imaginations and the desires of our heart are not always on God. And if, if I'm the church, if I'm the born again, I'm the, the body of Christ and I know me, if my heart and my desires is this far off, the world's totally off. The world's totally off. <clears throat> but he said, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, 
This was right before the flood. We all know this story, know this scripture. But this was right before the flood. And he saw that the, the hearts of men were wicked, that their thoughts and imaginations was evil continually. And this is right before he's going to destroy them. So us, in this day and age, I know he sent us a rainbow that we are singing about. He's never going to flood the earth again, but he's going to destroy it with fire. And that's coming, and that's coming quick. Uh, let me read this to you. <clears throat> I, uh, I brought this out last week, in my, or week four last at Bear Creek in my message, but <clears throat> it's talking about the last days. And um, in Peter, it was talking about the last days was then, and First Peter was wrote in A.D. 62 and 64. So if in A.D. or 62, you're 62, and you're 64, they was talking about just the last times, it's the last days. <clears throat> and I, I read in 1 Peter 1, 19 and 20, says that the last days started with Jesus, basically. The last days started with the life of Jesus. So we've been in the last days for over 2,000 years. And I've I done a study there and looked it up, and from the time that Adam was on the earth, Till now is only about 6,000 years. So if it's only been 6,000 years total, and we've been at the end of these things for 2,000 years, we're awfully close to the end. We're really close to the end. I know we've heard it all our life that the Lord's coming back. It's the end times. It's the last days. Papa was talking about Riley Hensley saying it's the darkest time he'd ever lived in. Well, and it's easy for us to get kind of immune to hearing that like it's always been. It's always my whole life it's been the last days. But listen, ever since Jesus was here, that's when the last day started. That's when the last generation started was with Jesus. And it's coming to an end. We're really close. We're getting ready to be destroyed. This world's getting ready to end. This thing is serious. <clears throat> Let's read on. Verse 6, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. <clears throat> that repented. I've heard people say that God said, God seen that he had made a mistake by making man, and I don't, I don't believe that at all. God don't make no mistakes. God knew exactly what was going to happen before he ever done it. Before the Lord ever made Adam, he knew that I was going to be here. He knew that he was going to call me and Justin to preach and Papa and Lamont. He knew every one of you. He knew where you'd be at tonight. He knew your heart tonight. But uh, it said he repented. So I got to, I got to looking into that. <clears throat> and um, I looked at the, the Hebrew word of, that was used for repented here. <clears throat> and the word that was used there it said that God repented was the Greek word. Uh, the Greek word was the emotional form of repented. So he was emotionally repented. There, there's different words for repented in Hebrew, and to us it only translates as repented. But this was an emotional repentance. He wasn't, he wasn't upset that he had just made man. He wasn't, he wasn't going back and saying, boy, I should have never made him. He was saying, I'm upset that they're always evil, they, that they wasn't his, they wasn't godly, they didn't have no spirit about them. Justin was just up, just up here fussing at us because they didn't have. We don't have no spirit about us because we don't want to worship and praise God. Well, these people, they was their hearts and minds and imaginations was evil continually. They had no spirit about them. They was none of God's. They was going to hell, <clears throat> and he was upset. He was emotionally repented that he had ever made man because now all these people that he's made is going to end up in hell. And that's I believe that's where we are today. How long is he going to let this thing go on? <clears throat> because the farther we go along, the more is ending up in hell. And he loves us. He cares for us. He don't want none to perish. He don't want nobody to end up in hell. But that's the way the world's going. It's getting till it's evil continually. <clears throat> Man, my voice. 
Um, <clears throat> the definition of repented is to change the course of providential dealings. That's the definition of repented right here. God changes his plan for man. Basically, right here, he said, man, they're, they're, they're just all, they're all evil. They're not going with me. They're not following me. They're not going the way that I'd hoped they was going. And he changed the plan. The whole setup here, he changed the plan. We'll read on there. It says, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. That's an emotion. It grieved him that they was all evil. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's, that's the message tonight. Is Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. <clears throat> Y'all know what the definition of grace is? I've been on this a lot lately, but grace is unmerited favor. The unmerited favor of God. It said there that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, not because he deserved it, not because he had earned it, not because Jesus had died for him, because it wasn't this time yet, but it, the unmerited favor of God because he was following God. <clears throat> Let's read that next verse. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. That perfect isn't the perfect that we think of in this day and time. This day and time we think is perfect is without sin. That's what perfect is. To me, somebody that's perfect, Jesus was perfect. He was without sin. And when he washed my sins away, then I was perfect until I went to sin again. Yeah. But <clears throat> we think of perfect as without sin. But perfect here in this instance means wholeheartedly serve God. So Noah wholeheartedly served God. His imaginations and his thoughts what in the way of the world? He was wholeheartedly serving God or single, singular minded. He was singular minded. His mind was only for God. His mind, everything on his mind, every day of his life, all he wanted to do was serve God. All he thought about it didn't matter about his job, didn't matter about what kind of home he was building, didn't matter about what kind of car he had. All he wanted to do was serve God. And Noah found grace. Noah found unmerited favor. He found grace before the law. He found grace before we was under grace. Noah found grace. And if we want to find grace, we've got to be singularly minded on the Lord, on serving God. Nothing else can matter. Nothing. Um, James, chapter, James chapter 1 verse 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. 95% of the church, and me most of the time, is double-minded. I want to serve God. Yes, I want to serve God. But I've also got to, to do this because it pleases my flesh. I've also got to go over here and do this because it's, this is how I'm going to make money to eat. This is, this is the kind of house my wife wants. Or this is the kind of car that I'd like to have. And I'm going to go get that. That's double-minded. That's not being only singularly minded for God. <clears throat> We've got to be singularly minded. We've got to be wholeheartedly serving God. I'm not saying that God don't want you to have things. I'm not saying that God don't want you to enjoy life, but I found that the more I serve God and the more that I try to focus on serving God, that the happier I am. I'm only happy when I'm serving God, when He's the only thing on my mind. I'm going to tell you, ever since I surrendered to preach, going to work, I hate going to work. I really do because I'm, I'm an inspector for the DOT and it takes my mind to building roads. I have to think about building roads and I don't want to think about building roads. I just don't. I don't want to think about building roads no more. I want to think about God. I want to think about the Bible. I want to be singularly minded. 
I want to serve God every day. That's all I want to do. And I believe that's what Noah was doing here. Every day he was serving God. He had his whole heart just aimed towards serving God. He was the only one left. He was the only one that found favor. He was the only one that found grace was Noah. Everybody else was evil. Hey, when everybody else is evil, when everybody else has turned their back, Justin, when everybody else has stopped praising God, I want to be the one that's still praising God. I want to be the one that's still saying God's been good to me. God's still answering prayers. I want my mind focused on God, whether anybody else is or not. That's all I want. I don't want to fuss at y'all for not being right. I just want to be right myself. And I believe if some of us is right, everybody else will get right. If Papa said it for years, if the church would get right, the world would get right. That's the truth. I want to be singularly minded, not double minded. I can't want to serve God in some instances, but want to serve me and others. It don't work that way. It's either all in or all out. All in or all out. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. That means righteous and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So he's going to destroy everything. He's going to destroy the people, and he's going to destroy them with the earth. So he's going to destroy the earth and everything. Everything around, he's going to destroy it. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, and the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make in the ark, and in the cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood upon the water. So he's told Noah specific things to do. He's told him specifically how he wants this thing built. He says he wants it built out of gopher wood. And I had never really looked into gopher wood, but apparently this is the only place in the Hebrew language that the word that was used for gopher wood is ever used. No other place in the Bible, no other place in the Hebrew language is this ever used. So apparently, we're right up above that. It said that God was going to destroy them with the earth. He destroyed gopher wood. Whatever gopher wood was, he destroyed it all. And when the judgment of God comes, he's going to destroy it all. Things. I mean, I've never heard of gopher wood other than this scripture of you. Because he destroyed it. It's gone. He took it away. But uh, he gave him specific instructions. He gives, he's given me specific instructions. And if I'm not following his specific instructions for my life, then I'm out of his will. <clears throat> um, when the Lord was calling me to preach, um, I ran from it from a long time. I told you all the story. But uh, well, it came down to the point that the Lord told me that I was either going to do it or I was going to be out of his will. And I don't want to be out of his will. And I told him in class there the other day that I kept, I kept feeling like I was falling in the ditch. I'd be trying my best to serve God and I'd fall in a ditch. And I'd think, why am I falling in this ditch? 
Why does this keep happening to me? And the Lord said, well, if you would do what I told you to, for you to be on the straight and narrow, for me to be on this aisle right here, for me to be on the straight and narrow, the way God has told me to go, I've got to do what he's told me to do. And the reason I kept falling in the ditch is because I was stopping. I was stopping and I was coming up here and I'd fall in the ditch. And I wouldn't do what he told me to do and I'd fall in a ditch over here and I'd think, man, I'm trying my best to serve you. And you know, we as Christians, sometimes we think that we have to just not sin. That in order for us to be clean and in order for us to be godly, we just don't sin. Well, that ain't how it works. You serve God and you won't sin. We have to serve God first, do His will first, not be double-minded, but do whatever it is He's told us to do. And then, and then we can stay out of the ditch. Then we can quit falling in the ditch. we got to do what he's told us to do. I mean, I don't know. He's told me to preach. He's told me to sing. He's told me to do all these things. And I know that everybody's not called to preach and everybody's not called to sing. But say everybody's called to do something. I've said this time and time again, but he didn't call nobody to sit on a church pew. He just didn't. He didn't call a soul to sit on it. If he called you to pray, if you're a prayer, if you are a true prayer warrior, And a lot of times people will use that as an excuse to not do nothing. But if you're a true prayer warrior, and I told him this in class the other day, when the preacher's preaching, when Bill's up here preaching, can't get his breath, can't speak, we ought to be in the altar. We ought to be in the altar praying. Whatever the Lord's told you to do, do it with everything you got. If Noah hadn't built the ark, where would we be? We wouldn't have been here. He'd done exactly what the Lord told him to. And y'all know the the Bible. Y'all know the study. I don't know how long it took him. It says how long it took him, but for a hundred and some years, right? What is it? hundred and, yeah. Took him to build this ark. So he just done blindly. He had never flooded before. But he just done the will of God because that's what God told him to do. That's what he expects of us, to just do the will of God because that's what he said to do. Just whatever it is. Whatever. I mean, if the Lord tells you to raise your hand, there's no telling who's sitting back there saying, boy, if they'd raise their hand. If they'd just raise their hand, I'd go pray. If TJ just sing this one song, I'd go do something. I'd, I'd get right with the Lord. That may be what it is. We may be blocking somebody from getting right with God because we're not doing what He said to do. And I know raising your hand is just a simple thing, but in our lives, whatever He's called you to do, and God's got a calling on your life, do it. Do that thing. I know I can say that because I just surrendered to mine. But <clears throat> do that. Do that thing. It ain't always been this. It ain't always been this. I remember when I first got back in church, I was sitting right back there one time, and Ramsey was preaching on something, something about the Lord taking a gift from him. If you don't use it, and the Lord said, sing. And I said, no. And the Lord said, sing. And I said, no. <laughs> and the Lord said, sing. And I said, okay. And I came up here and sang, and the whole place broke out in tears. Not because of me, but because I'd done what God told me to do. But because I listened to the Lord, because I started building an ark. Just because I've done the will of God for my life. It changes everything. And prayer changes everything. Let's move on. But with thee I will establish my covenant. And thou shalt come into the ark. Thou and thy sons and thy wife. And thy sons' wives with thee. And every living thing of all flesh. Two of every sort shall bring Shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls of their kind, and of cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing after their kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take take thou unto thee all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, 
and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. And the Lord said unto Noah, chapter 7, verse 1, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. So he said, For him and his whole house to come into the ark, to come into the ark of safety. We've been talking about the storm coming all night long. We've been talking about troubles and trials and things coming to our homes, coming to each each and every one of us. We're walking toward them. They're going to happen, and they're going to happen to all of us. And uh, the storm was coming here, and it said that, For thee have I found righteous. For you, in our language, that's you. For you have I found righteous. He, From what I read here, I don't see nowhere that it said that he found the sons and the sons' wives and his wife righteous. Didn't say, I don't say nowhere that they, uh, they deserved the grace that Noah was getting. It was just Noah. It was just Noah because Noah was singularly minded. Because Noah was wholeheartedly serving God. Him and his whole family were spared. Hey, destruction's coming to our house. Bad times, hard times. Hey, for a long time, Scotty was in your ark. He wasn't in his ark. I wasn't in my ark for a long time either. I was in Todd's ark. And if we'll serve God and we'll do right, maybe ours will be spared. Noah's whole family was spared because of the righteousness of Noah. Because Noah was trying to serve God. Noah was trying to do right. Noah was singularly minded. He didn't care what the world was doing around him. It didn't matter what was going on around him. For us, we got the TVs and the the computers and the iPhones and all this stuff. And we look at what the world's got and what the world's doing. And our heart gets to focusing on, man, I want that. Boy, I'd like to do that. Man, it sure looks like they're having fun. But Noah didn't care. All he wanted to do was serve God. And if we'll serve God later on down the road when trouble comes, when destruction comes, when these things it's going to take you out and take out your children and your family that may not be right with God, that may have never been saved, if you'll serve God, He may spare them. He may spare them. I'm not saying He'll save them right then, but destruction's coming and trouble's coming, so we need to serve God so that we'll, like I was talking a minute ago, we'll have something in our back pocket saying, Lord, right here, I've been trying to serve you. Lord, I've been trying my best to serve you. I want to know that I've been wholeheartedly serving Him. When trouble comes, because trouble's coming, I don't want Sally to be taken out because I wasn't serving God. I don't want Sally to be taken out in the flood because I wasn't focused on the Lord. Because I wasn't doing what it was that God told me to do. I want to know that when the trouble comes, God's got my back. God's got my back and He wants He cares for me. And He wants to save me and save my family. <clears throat> Noah found grace. Not the whole crowd. Not his whole family. But Noah Noah found grace. Not everybody. He spared his whole family and everybody around him because of Noah's obedience. Because Noah was obedient. When nobody else around him was being obedient, when nobody else around him, Justin, was praising the Lord, Noah was. Noah was. Noah only had eyes for the Lord. He didn't have eyes for the world. He didn't have eyes for the flesh. He didn't care what the world was doing around him. He didn't care what was happening down at the football game or down at the racetrack. He didn't care. Just on God. Singular. Perfect. Said Noah was perfect. Wholeheartedly served God. Singular minded. 
Ours may be spared if we would wholeheartedly serve God. I want to be like Noah. I want to find grace with the Lord. I want to find unmerited favor. Undeserved. Favor that he didn't deserve. Noah wasn't perfect. He was still a sinner. He was still human. He still failed God just like every one of us do. And we always will fail. We'll always fall and we'll stumble. But we've got to stay focused on God. We've got to keep our eyes singular. Our hearts singular. Not double-minded. If we're double-minded, we might as well just be out in the world because we're causing damage in the church. Right. <clears throat> we're causing damage to the ones that ain't saved. We're causing damage to them that are backslidden and they're looking at the church saying, I don't want to go up there because it's a bunch of hypocrites. i got some family that says that every time you say something to them. Is it me? Is it because I've not always been singular-minded? <clears throat> i got a friend. I haven't been back in church for just a, a few years, and it's my cousin. And I had to go back and apologize to him after this. But uh, I invited him, and it was his girlfriend at the time. It's now his wife. I invited him to go to <clears throat> a racetrack with me. I thought it would be good for him. They wasn't really back in church yet, but they was trying to straighten up. <clears throat> and uh, I took him to the racetrack, and I, I don't know why. I mean, I haven't been back in church three or four years. But the whole way down there, I listened to rap music. I thought, well, they'll like that. They'll like this rap music. I kind of used to like that, you know. Whatever. I hadn't been listening to it. And the whole way down there, the Lord convicted me of it. said, why are you doing that? And I thought, well, we done started now. So we listened to it all the way to Fayetteville and all the way back. And then about six months later, I had to go to him. And I said, man, I'm sorry. I wasn't a good witness to you. I don't know why I done that. And I don't even know why we was listening to that. That ain't what I want to listen to. That ain't what I want to be part of. I want to be singular minded. I want to be right with God. I want them to see. I want the lost to see that I'm singular minded, that nothing else matters. I had to apologize to him. And there's other things that I've had to apologize for. And on down through my life, I've seen that there's times that I've not been singular-minded and other people's used as an excuse. <clears throat> Some are out of church because I wasn't singular-minded. And I ain't the only one. I know there's a church full of us. But if we get singular-minded... Some of our lost and some of our backslidden would be back in here. Noah found grace and his whole family and whole everybody around him was spared because he was singular-minded, because he was perfect in the eyes of God. <clears throat> Not because he didn't sin, but because he was focused on serving the Lord. Amen. Amen.